What is going on, Molding the Mindset listeners? We have another episode coming at you on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Thursday, the date I'm recording it, but Sunday, our new drop, our new drop day. Hope everyone's week is going well. Hope everyone has a tremendous weekend or has had a tremendous weekend thus far. Hope it finishes strong with this Sunday. Hope you guys enjoy listening to this episode. Today's episode, we have a special guest, a very good friend of mine, Mr. Vince Mastardi. I don't know why I do that every time. I say Mr. for every guest that I have, but I like it. Kind of like it. We're going to roll with it. Mr. Vince Mastardi. Vince is a very good friend of mine. Him and I met at a company we used to work at a couple of uh, years ago. Uh, He had introduced me uh, to another guest of the podcast, AJ Picard. Uh, Me and AJ touched on that briefly. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. Uh, But more importantly, and what Vince and I are going to be talking about today is transition. Going through transitions, going through changes, and making changes, and leading up to you know leading up to changes. um, When each of us thought it was a great time to make a change or when we knew it was time to make a change. Um, because again, we were at the same company and we just made, we both just made significant changes. Obviously I moved out to Los Angeles. He com- he made a complete left turn as far as a career path. Uh, so today we're really gonna jump into, you know, what our mindsets were like going into those changes. And for Vince, going from something that he had no experience, or something that he was doing for a while to then changing over to something he had zero experience with. How's it going? What was his thought press process throughout it? You know, what were the, what was the learning curve like at the beginning of it? All that fun stuff. So sit back and enjoy the episode. Real quick, before we get into the episode, I just want to give a huge thank you to everyone who has been supporting the podcast thus far. Uh, It's been a really cool opportunity for myself. I've said that a couple of times, but um, it's even cooler when people actually reach out and say they are listening and give me feedback. So please, if you are listening, if you want to share some feedback, if you want to give your suggestions or your critiques, I'm all ears. If you just want to speak, maybe have some questions, maybe you just want to have a conversation, you're more than welcome to reach out to me. You can DM me on Instagram at underscore BG219, or you can email me. That works as well. You can email me at rgosa105 at gmail.com, and that's G-I-O-S-A-R-G-I-O-S-A-105 at gmail.com. Thank you all for the support again. Enjoy the episode. So when I was interviewing at USLI, I remember our prior leader uh, had said to me, you remind me a lot of someone on our team that we currently have. And I think she had also said something to you as well about that, about you had, uh, I just interviewed or we're getting ready to hire someone that reminds me a lot of you. Is that, did did she say that to you? <laughs> she said she actually didn't say it directly to me, but she said it to another one of our coworkers who actually wanted to mention it to me. But she never said it directly to me. But I did hear that she mentioned that to somebody else 
uh, I think it was one of the one of the uh, you know one of our former um, you know coworkers that trained you. She okay. mentioned it to her, and she okay. and then she wound up telling me. So that that was uh, that was pretty funny. I do remember that. Got it weird because I don't think we're anything alike. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think in some in some ways not not a, not a lot, but I mean I could I could see it a little bit. Okay, I'm all okay. I think I think yeah, I think we are alike in in, in a lot of in a lot of ways. But um, yeah, so we worked together for for a few years, and I you know we were always talking about more you know not just work right. It was more than work. It turns into an actual friendship, and we were always sort of talking about what we want, you know, what direction we wanted to go. Um, and I think we kind of both went in that direction that we were thinking of. You know, I, I think it was cool that I have a couple people from a prior place of employment that I that I'm still friends with. That, for example, we're doing this podcast together. You know, I think it, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is awesome. So shout out, shout out to you. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, and shout out to you always being there to listen to my ridiculous ways of handling some certain situations. If you can put them <laughs> two together, <laughs> dude, I feel like I feel like um, you know we definitely we went through some ups and downs at our work. You know, we struggled with with uh, you know some of the day to day stuff as far as dealing with what we had to deal with. Which I mean, it wasn't anything outrageous, but I, I feel like. You know, when we used to hang out during lunch and just talk and just, you know, um, you know, just just basically talk about what we had going on besides work that actually helped us get through the day. You know, right. like we had we had like goals and we knew we weren't going to be there forever. And, and that kind of was we were always that other person that, you know, we had we had somebody to kind of vent to and, and talk about life, you know, which was great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and let's just let's just get into it. And I mean, I love a small talk, but you and I talk pretty regularly so i I do want to push towards what we you know what we want to talk about and that is we'll just start here do you remember what the because you were you were at our prior place of employment for for a while a lot longer than i was right you were there as an intern right you started there as an intern and then you were there for how many years yeah i started there as an intern around 2014 and i started full-time in 2015 and uh finished up um, you know, sent my letter of resignation in September of 2018. So I was there for intern uh, about a year and full time three. So a total of about four years that I was there. Right. So we were we were previously in insurance, and if you're looking to get an, if you're looking to get a great job, I would strongly suggest insurance. Insurance. It, there is a lot of potential in insurance. For many events, we wanted to do other things. Doesn't mean that it's not a great job. Doesn't mean that we can't recommend where you should go and work at. We just want to do different things. But do you remember, because you were, again, you were there for four, for four years. Do you remember the moment when you ultimately decided, you know, I, I don't think this is for me. I think I want to go a different direction. Yeah, I actually do. It was, I went for, and this is crazy to even like, to like now be talking about this and really kind of like going over everything and, and, and having a flashback. But, I remember the time that I knew it wasn't for me is I went for my second interview. So I went for an interview for a position um, maybe about two and a half, two, two and a half years after I was in my, my entry level role in, in, in customer service within the company. And I went for another position and I, I had a bunch of good interviews, but I just wasn't 
qualified for the position. So, you know, I understood that and I got that and I knew what I had to do. And it was big on um, getting kind of diving into the insurance books and learning, getting that insurance background. So I went for another position after taking one of the tests that I passed and it, that just it didn't work out the second time around for a different position. And once I was sitting in the, the interview room and I kind of got, I almost felt like kind of like down on myself and rejected for the second time. I'm like, wow, like been this company for, um, for like, you know, at that point it was four years. I mean, it was close to four years, maybe like three and a half, three, three and a half years. And I was like, wow, like I, I'm in the same spot. And I, at first looking at it, Bob, I wanted to, I wanted, you know what I wanted to say? I wanted to blame everybody. I wanted to say, Oh, like, you know, they're missing out. You know, I wanted to blame other people. And I, at the end of the day, I look back at it in hindsight and I say, I, it just wasn't for me and I didn't work hard enough to get to the positions that I was looking to move up to. And I feel like that all happened for a reason. But I, at, at first, when I was in the moment, I was like, wow, like this is, this is, this, this sucks. Like uh, I'm not going to go anywhere from the company and I'm stuck here. You know what I mean? And they don't want me they don't want me to move up. And it wasn't, it was with something within the passion within that just wasn't there. And that's what was holding me back. Not really the people per se within the company, but that's, that's kind of when I figured out, Hey, I got to start looking at something else now. Right. And the, 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 the people was the people for me was the, always the biggest sell the people that we, that we were constantly working with on, on oh, they were fantastic. Basis. They awesome. were fantastic people. Yeah. It was never yeah. the re- that was never the reason why no. any, why I didn't want why no. for me personally wanted to leave. But do you I mean, do you think looking back on it, it sounds like you have no regret. Do you think looking back on it, you know, would you have been able to maybe stuck through it, kept working, and you know, eventually moved up? Was it a thing was it a matter of just not be you know, was it a matter of patience was running out? Was it matter was it a matter of I truly believe this isn't for me. And even if I am, you know, even if I am to get promoted, who's to say within the first couple of months, I'd be like, no, nah, this is really not for me. Now I'm just wasting more time. You know, do you, right. Do, right. do you think it was that, or do you think, you know, I kind of just knew I had to get out. Um, I don't know really yeah. if there was any more potential there. Yeah. It's, it's a good point. I mean, it's a good question. I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, I, I've been there for three years in the same role, like doing the same thing day after day. And I was really ready for a change within the company. Um, but, you know, there was other things outside of work that, you know, other people were doing that I wasn't putting as much time into, you know, yeah. you can be, you know, you can be a great employee, but, you know, that was a type of environment where you had to do a lot outside of work to kind of elevate yourself. And that wasn't stuff that I was really putting the time into. And I took that into consideration. I said, well, if I'm not taking the time to do this then how bad do I really want to work here and how bad you know the next position I get you know I have to, have to wait another year and take a couple more tests I'm probably not going to be happy so that's kind of that's where I kind of came to my conclusion where you know let me look into something another passion that I kind of had always in the back of my head you know mm-hmm. that's a that's a good point and I think you know too many times it's a lack you know people too, too many times people just one change is a lot. Let me say that change is hard. Change is a lot to do something outside of the scope of what you're already currently doing. is hard to get into. If you have no experience to, 
to completely make a 180 in your life is a very difficult decision to make, especially for people. Maybe you have kids or, or whatever it is, bills on top of, you know, student loan and student debt change is very hard. Right. But I think what gets missed the most is trusting your gut and trusting that no matter what decision you make, it's ultimately going to work out in the end. You know, is it going to be harder? Yeah, of course it's going to be harder because you're, you're trying to chase something completely different, but it's important to recognize that one, what you did, right. It's not for me. Even if I am to get this promotion, it's still not going to be worth it, right? Like I still know that I'm, I, I don't really have passion for this and, and I don't want to just come into work every day just to walk into the same building. Like, right, right. I, I know for me personally, that's what it was as well. I, I mean, could we could have made great careers in the place where we were at. However, it was important for me to recognize you, yeah, but that's not really what I want to do in the end. Now, did you have any pushback from family, you know, like parents, close relatives when you said i want to make this change because you and i you know the relationship that i've that i've had with some of my close family members and when i was talking about the things i wanted to do and i would right. tell you what their reactions were and you know my dad inf- infamously said to me i don't understand why can't you just work there for the next 15 years and make x amount of money right and right. i was like yeah but if i do that i'm gonna go and sit like you know I'm going to go insane. I'm not happy. Like, yeah. Do you have any pushback with that? With, without, with any friends or family? Stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, I actually remember you, I actually remember, remember having that conversation with you when you, you know, when you were having that conversation with your dad and, and I remember, you know, you were persistent on it and you, you just, you knew long-term what you wanted to do and, and, and where you wanted to be and you stuck with it. And, and I think in a way that definitely kind of, you know, gave me a little extra push too, because I could have easily been comfortable and, and my family was kind of the same way at first. They kind of were like, well, it's a really good company, you know, it's secure, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's a good place to be. And, and I, I'm not really sure why you're giving it all up. And then kind of once I started breaking everything down and, and getting into more detail as far as, you know, I feel like I could offer more doing, you know, I feel like it would be more rewarding not to say that we were, were where we were working at, we weren't helping people and helping customers and, and doing, you know, good thing. But I, I thought that I, my purpose was to do more. And that's what I kind of pitched to them. Um, and then I, and I also pitched that, you know, um, when I have time off in the summer, um, an extra time off, you know, there's other things that I really want to pursue while I have that time off. So the summer's off were, were, was a small part of it, but the biggest thing was in that transition was what type of change and how, how many lives am I going to affect making this transition in, into the teaching world? And that's something that people, outside of my family, people have always said, like, we feel like you'd be a great teacher or, you, you know, you work great with kids. You have that patience. You have that, you know, morale about you. So that was something that I kind of took in a, um, you know, um, I, I, I took that. And, and I, and I kind of ran with it and I was like, you know, this is something that I feel like I could be really good at. So let's, let's get into that. So you, you, you made the change, right? You, you became a teacher. Congratulations. You just completed your first year. How's it feel? Mm-hmm. First of all. Dude, it feels good, man. It feels really good. Um, it was definitely, uh, you know, it was, it was some ups and downs for my first year, which I expected, but all in all, um, I made it through that first year and, um, it was it was an experience that 
sometimes it's hard to put into words, uh, but it was an experience that if I could do it all over again, I, I would do it. I would, I would do it a hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's the, the big thing that I took out of it is the, the amount of, the, the amount of people that I met that are just hardworking, good people that want to help kids and that I kind of fit right into that mold. It was, it was a great environment for me for a first year, um, for a first year teacher. You know, I was in a support role, kind of like a co-teacher. So I, I didn't have a classroom by myself. I worked in the special ed department. So I basically would go into classroom during the day and assist small groups of kids, sometimes teach a class with another teacher in there. Um, and then I did a little bit of substituting as well when teachers were out. But it was a great first year as far as development you know, personal development and meeting, um, you know, teachers and the kids and kind of just getting incorporated with the, with the school system there. That's awesome, man. I'm so, I'm so happy. I'm so proud that you're, you're able to pull that off. So let's walk through it. Your, what was your mindset going in to, to that first day, right? You're going, Oh my God, I was just in insurance for four years and now I'm doing this teaching thing. I don't ha- Now you have some background because you are a basketball coach. You've been a basketball coach for a while. So coaching, teaching go hand in hand. You know, they're the same, pretty much they are the same thing. Um, did you yeah. feel more comfortable because of the basketball coaching well, background or was it still like, this is, this is a completely different world for me. Like what, what were your thoughts going into those initial first days, you know, leading up to that, those first couple of days of work. And then when you actually got into the building, what were sort of your, your first um, impressions and your your takeaways after the first couple of days. Yeah, I was to be honest, man. I was completely terrified. I was I was terrified, man. Um, I was nervous. I was anxious. Uh, my anxiety was through the roof. Um, and that's the coaching. That's just a whole different. I mean, it sounds like it goes hand in hand in a way. It does a little bit, but it's a t- it's a totally different ball game because basketball is something I've always been comfortable with. Like I could be in front of hundreds of kids and go over drills and, and and coach and feel comfortable but teaching is just a whole different it's just a whole different ball game and mm. um I had a little experience in college because of my first two years I studied education so I I had a little experience with education and I did a little bit of like you know going to um like kindergarten pre-k classrooms with at the elementary level um at the school I used to attend so I had a a little like you know a little background with it but nothing crazy and I remember like one of my uh one of my first days of work like before I was going in there I was texting my buddy who actually got me uh, an interview with the place he worked there the year prior I was texting my buddy and I was just completely nervous man I'm just like I I don't even know if I can do this like I was just super like I said I was anxious and that first day um you know they were just showing me some different programs that I'd be working with within the special education department. Um, I was meeting some of the teachers and that first day when it was over, I was just like, I knew I was going to, I knew I was going to, was going to be there long-term and finish out the year. I just was like, I, I don't know how long it's going to take me f- to adjust because I was just Like I said, it, it was, it was just a whole different environment. You know, mm-hmm. I go from sitting behind a desk every day, answering calls to be, you know, to answering phone calls and questions to be now basically answering questions and and helping people face to face, you know, people that are a lot younger that, you know, um, you know, they come from a rough background in West Philadelphia, you know what I mean? And, and it's just a whole different, it's a a whole different ball game. And um, 
that was that was my first couple of days. Just I'm that's, like, I just got to get through. I just got to get to the next day. You know. That's actually interesting, and I and I didn't even I didn't even think about that. That you're still working face to face with people. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're still working with people day to day, right? But the the it was a complete change where as we were dealing with adults who have insurance policies and we're helping them with insurance legal and stuff like that now you're going from from that to now you're face to face with someone who is 15 years younger than you right and you you're you're they're in your hands like you're it's your job and i i have to throw this in there it's your job to mold these kids' mindsets into something where they're, you know, where the, especially in the area that you're at in Philadelphia. Right. You know, there is a responsibility on your shoulders to, to mold their mindsets into thinking that there is any, they can accomplish anything they want, right, in life and really show them a brighter future. What was, was there any, thing that you could carry over or was just like no nothing that i just took from my prior experience helping people right on a in a completely different environment nothing really transferred over to now i'm helping kids you know at a at a school now i'm a teacher was there any transfer or what was that what was that transition like for you well the thing with um customer service is you'll get a lot of questions and people have a lot it's a lot of back and forth and they want to know this and they want to know that so I would say in that aspect you know just having being able to remain calm and be confident when you're answering questions and um you know being able to 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 redirect you know redirect people definitely helped me um being like a patient person and staying calm over the phone that helped me um but other than that it was just kind of like wow like I can't believe I'm actually here like I was it's not like going to it's not like how when I went to school like this is a whole different neighborhood a whole different demographic like this is out of my comfort zone everything about it is just different from how I grew up you know Mm. poverty you know um you know a lot of kids don't have you know mentors and um you know uh, you know, father figures in their life to look up to. So now I step, <clears throat> I step into this role and it's just like, wow, like now I'm the guy, like I'm the guy these kids look up to. And to be honest, some days, you know, they're coming to school and they might be the only, I might be the only voice that they have for that day, male figure wise, you know, or, you know, they might have, you know, uncles around or grandparents, but you know, the, the demographic and the way that they live is so much different than, how, you know, me and my friends grew up and I had to kind of pick that up and understand them and not get upset with them when certain things would happen and, and understand them before I could actually start to teach and, and, and um, you know, mold their mindset. You know, I really had to understand them first and understand where they came from. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, first of all, bless you. Um for having the patience to be able to deal with that age range. Um, for those who are listening who do know me or don't know me, you certainly know me. I know that I couldn't do that. So, God, <laughs> so, so, 
<laughs> so bless you. Uh, uh, hey, I've known for, you for man. I've known you for about you know three four years about yeah. that time, and I know you know when it comes to patience, you don't have you, you know your threshold is low, but you know you you know what I know about you is your hard worker. But the pay on the patience end, you can lose it quickly. So the one thing about being a teacher is your patience have to be. I mean. That's the biggest thing. You have to be super, super patient with no matter what grade you teach, especially with middle school, elementary, high school, you have to have patience. That, that's the biggest thing. If you're able to stay calm and have patience, you're going to work through the rest of the stuff. Yeah, I think that's patience is, especially when it, well, yeah, thank you for that compliment of saying I'm a hard worker, at least, to get around the fact that I don't have any patience. I appreciate that. I appreciate the way you put that. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely working on, I'm working on that. Right, patience, the patience part, and for me, I think that's also part of transitioning is having patience as well, right? Like a huge part of transition, making ma- especially massive transitions, like the ones that we both made in our right. lives, is just learning to make, or I'm sorry, to learn learning to be patient, right? You're you're not going to walk in to a, to a brand new environment like teaching at a school and go. Oh, yeah, I can do this. Like you just said, even though you had the prior experience with this, with coaching, it's not really transferable to this. It's, it's a completely different environment. You know, um, patience is definitely something that I think we need a lot more of. Um, it would solve a lot more problems if people were just patient and weren't ready to jump the gun. Um, and I think that I really don't know where I'm going with this point. <laughs> I know where I'm going with this point, but it's important to have patience throughout transitions. Uh, has that sort of been hard for you to kind of be patient because you know, you're like, yeah, I actually enjoy doing this. Like I want to be really good at this thing as far as teaching has it been hard for you to be patient or are you happy with where you're at right now? And you're happy how you've progressed um, as you've made this massive change. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that right now I'm definitely, you know, happy and excited for the future. I was put kind of just by a need and by accident into a position this past year that was great for me as far as being somebody new to the profession where I I got to learn. I was teamed up with fifth and sixth grade and I got to learn from some unbelievable people, great teachers, strong teachers, experienced and just overall great people that I learned so much from that no classroom and, you know, I will be taking class, the first classes to further my education and get, you know, masters in education. But what I feel like I learned in my first year from some of these teachers, I feel like no classroom could ever teach me like just being there hands on and seeing how they're able to control a classroom and how much they care about the kids and what, what you need to do to be successful is is something that I'm like super appreciative of. And I just, like I said, I teamed up. I got so lucky that I teamed up with the teachers uh, from fifth and sixth grade this past year. And I, and just, they helped me in so many ways that they, you know, I hope one day that they actually listen to this podcast and they understand the impact that they had on my life. Cause I, I don't think that they really understand. I mean, we, we had good conversation and we communicate a lot during, during the year and I thank them, you know, I thanked them every week. I said, you know, I really appreciate what you guys do for the kids and, and how much you've helped me. But I don't think they will really truly understand until, you know, maybe like five, six years down the line and they see me 
like out in the field somewhere, you know, or like maybe teaching within the same building, they say, wow, like this makes sense now. Like everything, may, everything is starting to line up. What were some of the, what were some of the key that they were telling you at the beginning of this, right? So they'd all know that you're new. Yeah. You're all, you've never done this before. What were some of the key things that kind of helped you go, okay, um, you know, I need to listen to this or I need to listen to that. You know, and these pers- these people do have my best interest in mind. Um, what were some What were some of the key pieces of advice? Well, they, they you know, they they told me they said if if you're serious about you know, they, they we kind of talked at an early stage and they kind of knew my background how I, I wasn't didn't have a, a huge background like like they did in teaching. Mm-hmm. One piece of advice that really stuck with me that um, one of the teachers said was, you know, teaching is a lifestyle. Like you really have to understand the amount of work that you have to put in and the, the kids that you're responsible for. And, you know, we don't show up here every day just for a paycheck. We, we show up because we actually care about making a difference in these kids' lives. So she's right. like, that's something that you really have to take with you going forward. It's a lifestyle. And, you know, it's a, it's tough, like working in that work environment, fast paced, you know, middle school kids, you know, behavior issues, you know, a a lot of great kids, but, you know, it's just the circumstances of, you know, kind of how they grew up behavior issues, you know, not Mm -hmm. having certain people, you know, at house to kind of look over them. A lot of them are just kind of on their own. That's just how it is. That's how it is in, in the city. Um, and some in some of these, you know, urban neighborhoods. So they said to me, a couple teachers said, you know, you're here for the kids. You're not here for yourself. You're not here for a paycheck. You know, I mean, you need that to live, but you're here for the kids. So do you really care about the kids enough to come back here every day? And once they kept seeing me come back and I kept seeing them come back day after day and, you know, I could see it on their faces. They were tired and they beat up and, and they could see it on my faces some days too. And I, I had it they had it way harder than I did because they, they had their own classrooms and they had a lot of stuff outside of the the school that they had to do, you know, talking to parents and, um, you know, grading and coming up with lesson plans. So they had it twice as bad as I did. Mm-hmm. But I knew that, hey, if these people are coming back day after day and they're they're, they're pushing through, they're muscling through. That's one of the mottos that we have at our school. Um, one of the, one of the assistants, he's, um, he's around my age. He came up with this, um, this whole motto that the school, um, kind of, um, stands by called muscle through. So it's basically like, um, to kind of sum it up, it's basically trying to persevere and get through each day, no matter what's going on, you're having a bad day, you're having a rough day, you know, the kids are acting up you know, you don't want to be there. You got to muscle through, you got to muscle through for the kids. And we use that for the kids when they're having a bad day, same type of thing. Mm. So when I saw them day after day, come in there and be like, wow, like these people are the real deal. Like they actually care about these kids more than anything. Like they care about them like they're their own children. That's basically, they are your children at the end of the day. So that's the advice that I got from them. Do you really Mm. care? And if you do, then you'll keep coming back day after day. I think that, a lot. You just said a lot there. I'm going to try to take it all in and try to and tie it on. You, you, again, you said a lot and a lot of great stuff. And I think there was a few times where I went, mm, I want to touch on that. Oh, I want to touch on that. But 
I love that theme of, of muscle through because it also applies to what we are, you know, what the theme of what we were talking about was, is transition is, is muscling through, right? Trusting your gut, you know, knowing you, trusting your gut, knowing you made the right decision to, to transition into something, mm-hmm. whether it's a new relationship, a new business, a new career, doesn't matter, right? The early stages are going to be the toughest in that transition and your ability to muscle through mentally and keep going and keep going, I think is very important. So I think it applies to what we were talking about as well, which is really cool that you brought that up. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's, and like I said, that's within our school, that is the motto. And, and there's a muscle through pledge that we recite every single day. And it's, it's key. It's, it's key for the kids and it's key for the teachers because the school year is such a grind. It's such a grind day after day. And if you don't have that mindset of muscling through, you'll never make it there. You won't last a week there. You won't if you don't have that mindset. And the, the, the kid, he's not a kid. He's my age that came up with this whole thing. You know, we talked on many occasions and he, he, he told me, he's like, and I haven't got a chance to kind of, you know, go into detail with it. But he's like, there's a whole story behind this. And I'm kind of, that kind of like inspired me because I'm like, you know, this kid, you know, came up with this whole, you know, mindset motto for the school. The school's adopted it and it's helped. I know for a fact it's helped many teachers and many kids, you know, get through, get through the tough days. And, you know, we had those days at USLI, you know, and I wish I kind of had that mindset, the same mindset that I had then. Uh, I'm sorry that I have now. I had that then, but you know, it's it's something that I really kind of have have taken with me going forward, you know, from day to day. Yeah, well, I think it's you know it's it's different. If you mentioned, you wish you had it back. You know, you wish you had it um, where we came from, but I I don't think it applies in that situation because muscling through in that is just leading to more you know, leading to more frustration and more of that, like when you know, you don't want to be there, when you know, it's not for you, when you know, it's time to make a change. I don't really know if we can apply muscle. I mean, do you, do you like, I don't know if applying mu- the, the mentality of just muscle through it would get us any further to where we want it to be. I think it would just build more frustration. Does that make yeah, sense? It does. Yeah. And, and, and that, that, so, you saying that actually, Real quick, I want to touch on brings me up to right before I took the job and made that transition. I, t- I must have talked to about maybe nine or 10 different teachers and said, Hey, what's your take? I'm thinking about making this transition. The one thing that stuck out to me is um, this one guy uh, taught at uh, a school similar to mine. It was a high school, but kind of similar to mine um, in an urban neighborhood. And he said, I'm going to be honest with you. The first year of teaching is going to be the rough, one of the roughest years of your life. But if you can get through that year and you look at the long-term goal, like you just mentioned, you touched on, you know, is this really what I want to do? He said he knew it from being in the classroom. He knew even though he had rough days and, you know, there was different issues going on from day to day, he knew long-term that's what he wanted to do. So he said, if you can, if you can picture that long term and you see the long term picture while you're there that first year, then you'll be fine. You'll be okay. But you have to have that in order to really, you know, 
to get to where you need to be. And, and that's, that's to be, you know, that's to be a certified teacher with a master's, you know, there's a, there's a whole, there's a whole, you know, different, basically, um, you know, uh, mindset to that as well. But he's like baby steps, but you have look at it that way first. Right. So what, so I, I think just keeping it, I, I, I mean, I love the fact that what we're talking about is playing into the inside. Like, I, I love that fact that there's so many ways that we can, that we can incorporate this into to the, you know, into the conversation, into our different situations. So when you're uh, fifth and sixth graders, you're not going to teach them after that. At this point, you're not going to teach them after that. Like, you know, obviously each year they're going to, they're going to move on. Right. So I think in their own ways, right. Not only are we transitioning, they're also transitioning from different grades, different situations, different environments. So how do you take those transitions, which are completely different than what we were going through? We're at completely different stages in life. Mm -hmm. Right. How do you take someone at that age and look at the transitions that they're about to go to, or they're about to go through over the next few Mm -hmm. years? And what, what is your, you know, what's your goal to try and instill in them that they can take away, um, you know, going forward. So when they look back and go, you know, I had a teacher, I had a teacher back in fifth, sixth, seventh grade, tell me this right. or tell me that. And it really helped yeah. me with my transitions in life. Yeah. I think from year to year, you know, you want to see the growth of them maturing and, and becoming just better people. The, the thing that I, um, kind of went over in my head before I started the year as I, I thought to myself, you know, what, what did my favorite teachers kind of instill in me and, and what did they, you know, how did they help me mature and become a better person? And mm-hmm. I, I said to myself, I said, I can't remember anything that I learned in history in, in middle school. I, I couldn't tell you. Really. I, I, I can't say any, any math that I, I can't remember what I did in middle school. But what I can remember is that I had teachers that guided me and helped me become a better person, you know, and showed me mm-hmm. how to be respectful, you know, how to treat people, um, how to, you know, have conversation, um, how to um, bring up conversation, you know, how to just how to be a mature, you know, you're going through, it's like, you know, you're going through an awkward stage in your life when you're in middle school. So it's just like, from year to year, I really want to see the kids mature and become better people um, and, and really get along. You know, the school is like a family. That's what I, I when I, when I relate this to coaching basketball, whenever I have a team after every practice, before every game, we always, before we, we split up, we always say, uh, you know, family on three. So basically, you know, what, as teachers, what we're trying to do is instill that family atmosphere into the school where we know not every kid's going to be best friends, but we want to limit any type of confrontation. And we just want them to understand, Hey, this is how you should act, not just in school, but when you leave the school, you know, these are the people, these are the type of people that you should look up to, you know, the, this is, this is what you should do in this type of situation. Just social skills is what a lot of these kids need. You know, I mean, obviously you need to go over curriculum. You need to teach them, you know, their subjects of English, math, you know, social studies and science, but you have to think, what are they really going to take from you? You have to be able to incorporate in your lessons, which is tough. I'm not saying it's easy, but you have to incorporate 
applying certain things, certain subject matters to real life, because that's what they're really going to benefit on. They're not going to remember what they learned in history class. Are they going to remember that? Not really. They're going to remember uh, what Mr. So-and-so or Miss So-and-so said that changed my mindset and made me become a better person. So when they get to, you know, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, and then transition to high school, they, you know, yeah, they're they're good citizens and they're good people and they're staying out of trouble, staying off the streets and doing something constructive. You know, that's the biggest thing I think with teaching, you know, any kid, doesn't matter if they come from a low income urban community or they come from a rich community, are you making them better people? And are they learning something besides just subject matter? That's, I, I think that is, I think personally that is more important than a lot of the stuff you learn in high school and even you know at the end towards the end of grade school middle school but even in you know in the high school and stuff you don't you don't get taught enough and i think that was sort of my thinking when i started this podcast was okay i just want to talk about things that i've learned over the past couple of years that i wish someone told me when i was 15 16 17 18 and i'm not talking about how to be a good person my parents did a great job of that, right. right? How to how to be a good person, but how to open your mind to different things, how to interact with people, how to socialize, you know, how to how to um, think about your future or think about the things you want to do, and how to attack that, right? My parents did a great job of making me a good person and still instilling values in me, but more than just values, right? And I think at school that's where it should be instilled a lot more because that's where you spend most of your time. Like we need to touch on things like knowing, like my parents never taught me how to know my why, which I just did an episode, shameless plug for the last episode of my, of the podcast. Um, like knowing your why, that was something that a mentor taught me. Right. My parents didn't tell me to, um, to, to network like to to uh never eat alone right to always be constantly want to connect with people constantly want to help people like that was something that was never instilled me which it's not their job to do that i need to you know i need to learn that but i think if we are able to teach that to kids at a younger age actually in school because that's more something that should be taught in school compared to your parents where your parents instill your good values in you not how to network if they do great but that's that's not really – I wouldn't think that's a basic necessity of parenting is teaching your kid how to network. Right. It's just instilling great values, right. right? But I think all that stuff should be taught in school, and I think all of it should be taught a lot earlier. And if all that stuff is taught a lot earlier, I think it completely changes the path of some people. Now, some people are still going to go astray, and that's fine. You need to make mistakes to learn. But also, I think it would help people a lot longer, a lot better or a lot more in the – long-term if they learn it when they're that age compared to learning it at 27 right. or, you know, 23, 24, 25, like I did. And like, I'm still learning it constantly. You're always constantly learning, but I don't know. I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but I, I, I think my biggest takeaway from this has been that you're going to be an unbelievable teacher going forward. And whoever is lucky enough to have their kids in your classroom, you're going to constantly turn out, amazing people and you're going to make an impact so i applaud you on that bud 
and it's it's awesome to see that you're happy and kind of hear your thoughts on how the first year went. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. And like, yeah, like I said, that's the that's the long term goal. Like, that's the reason why you get into teaching is is to turn you know good kids into better kids and kids that are struggling mm-hmm. and going through rough patches. You know, you're 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 that you're that person that they can kind of look up to and. You know, I don't even I don't even really look at myself as a teacher. I kind of just look at myself kind of as a, 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 an a, an adult mentor to these kids, you know, who happens to teach on the side. But teaching is way deeper than just going and, and going over lessons all day. It's it's way bigger than that. And um, I was lucky enough to be in a school where a lot of a lot of teachers kind of took that concept and and showed me, you know, how to apply it to to uh, to a classroom. Yeah, and that's and that's so dope, man. That's so awesome. I'm I'm so glad to hear that this is that it, it truly sounds like you're ready for this. So now going forward, mm-hmm. what are your goals for the next couple? You know, what do you, you said the master? You said the. You said, I guess we might be getting a little. I might be getting a little repetitive with that question, but what you know, what are you looking forward to, as far as your development, um, just from a teaching standpoint, like. Are there any, what were your biggest takeaways from the year ago? I need to learn how to do this, or I need to learn how to do that. I'm not talking about education wise, but just what were some of your biggest takeaways from the from the te- you know the best teachers you you were surrounded? Yeah, by? it's just it. You know, like I said earlier, it, it is a grind. I think this this year coming into this this new year in the fall um, is going to be my first year of where I'm really really challenged. Like this year, I was challenged, but like I said, I was never really by myself I mean I was by myself here and there but not on a day-to-day basis this next year coming up I will have my own classroom I will be a general education teacher while I have my lesson plans and I'll be responsible for teaching three classes a day for 90 minutes so it's going to be a extremely stressful um, and tough year in myself but it's a year it's a big year for me because I know this is what I have to do to, you know, further my career and get to the next level. So it's going to be, you know, I'm going to be just as nervous as I was last year. Maybe not, maybe not as bad because I'm familiar with the school, familiar with the people and a lot of the kids, but it's going to be a whole different role for me, which is great because, you know, that's the whole reason I got in there, got into, you know, the teaching profession is to have my own classroom, to be a classroom teacher. And, you know, I'm going to have that opportunity. So this year, this next year, I'm going to take it as another learning experience, but I'm going to, I'm going to know, you know, uh, or uh, let's put it this way. I'm going to have the mindset going in day one that throughout the year, I'm going to have probably more downs and ups for that first year, just because I'm still very inexperienced, but I know that there's a bigger picture to all of this, you know? So I'm going to have to learn how to do lesson plans. Um, I'm going to have to learn how to really classroom manage, how to be able to manage 25 kids by myself in a classroom, you know? You sound ready for it. Um, I would say, I would say I'm pretty prepared because I, 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 I was in the, in the system for a year, you know, I was in the school system and in that actual school for a year. So I have, I've, I've picked up a lot and I'm a quick learner with that, but, there's still going to be a huge adjustment period. So that's, that's kind of what I'm going to be looking at going forward. You know, I'm going to be jumping in kind of now, like last year, I kind of put my toes in, you know, 
I put my toes in the water. This year, I'm going to be diving in head first. So that's, that's kind of what I have going on for me, you know, going forward. And just got it. The most important thing you got to muscle, got to muscle through. And if, you know, you if it. I can do that and I can muscle through day after day, you know, I'll, I'll be fine. Like I said earlier. Um, but it's uh, the one thing that I want to touch on real mm-hmm. quick is it's what I found out in life. And you know, I know you touched on networking before, but the people that you surround yourself with coworkers, teachers, friends, um, entrepreneurs, in your case, you have to surround yourself with, with people that really like to get after it and like really want to dig deep and, and really are willing to work and put work in. That's the thing that I'm fortunate enough and, and lucky. I've surrounded myself with a great friend group, some that are a couple of my best friends are teachers, super hardworking dudes, you know, other people are, you know, entrepreneurs like yourself and grinding on the side, you know, and, and doing that kind of stuff. But all the people that I have in my life, you know, starting at the top with my family, you know, where I grew up, super hardworking people, you know, shout out to my dad, mm-hmm. you know, he owned, he, owned, he owned his own business, he owns his own business, you know, he started working out of the company, but I learned from him growing up working with him when I was, you know, 16, 17 years old. I'm like, wow, this is what hard work is like, this is, this is what I have to do. Like, I don't have to do this. He, he never forced me into the business, but he's like, you know, find something you like and, and then, and then, you know, bust your ass at it, man, go after it go after if that's what you want to do so i surrounded myself with those type of people and that's really what inspired me and is really pushing me forward those teachers those friends um you know family you know if you can surround yourself with people that aren't lazy and that are willing to put the work in if that inspires you then you got something going for you so that's that's what i'm fortunate and really like that's what i'm really proud of of where i'm at right now the people because that's the that defines who you are in, in a way, the people you surround yourself with, you know? So that's the way mm-hmm. that I look at it. I surrounded myself with the best people possible and I'm in a great position right now. I could not agree more. That's why there's that saying, the company you keep, because the company you keep is not only going to reflect on you, but it's also, you know, to, to the outside world, but it's also going to shape a lot of the times how you go about things and how you do and how you handle things and the things that you go after in life. And it's, it's weird that you brought it up because I was just listening back to uh, an episode of the pod, an episode that I haven't released yet um, that my cousin and I are, sh- that, for example, I'm surrounded by my cousin. My cousin is, con- is one of the hardest working people I, I know. And, I thought it'd be a great idea to have him for the first time, for, for the first time him and I actually like worked together on a project and we did an episode with our, our barber that we go to, which we're doing something completely different that I haven't done with the podcast yet. I'm going to stop right there and not say much more because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but one of the biggest takeaways from the conversation that I had with my barber was when he said, when he hit me with energy, energy is contagious, right? So the people that you surround yourself with that type of energy, if they're hardworking, if they're positive and, and that energy is, is, is contagious, right? And it can either be a positive or a negative. So if you surround yourself with shitty people, you're going to get negative energy all the time. 
you're going to constantly be in negative situations. But if you set, surround yourself with those people who want to get better, want to strive, and they that doesn't mean that they're doing way better than you. It doesn't mean that they're uh, ahead of you in life. That just means that they want to get better, right? They know that they have an end goal and they want to get there. They know that, they, that you're, they're constantly pushing you to be better. Those are the type of people you want to be surrounded by. And it's, I, I love that you brought that up because it just tied into what I just, you know, what, what I just, I just listened to it back yesterday and I was like, that's awesome. I couldn't agree more. Right. I, you constantly need to surround yourself with people who just want to get better. Yeah. So I, hundred percent, you are one of those people and I'm glad that we're even doing this. This is, this is completely different from us, for or for us. We've not, I don't think we've ever had a conversation. We've had some good conversations, but you and I, you know, when we worked together, it was always like going over the mall or something, just, you know, talking stupid. So it was cool that we are going to do this. So I, I just want to give a huge shout out to you and thank you um, for even one. Thank you for even suggesting to do this. I, this has been awesome. This conversation has been fantastic. Um, lastly, we got to give him a shout out. How's your brother doing? How's Joey Moe doing? Joey Moe, man. He's, um, he's doing good. He's working, um, yeah. he's working construction. He's doing hardwood floors right now. Um, yeah, he, yeah. And he's, he's doing well. Everything's good. Um, it's funny that, uh, <laughs> it's funny that, um, he does, you know, he does ask from you, uh, ask about you from time to time, just because, you know, we all kind of yeah. worked so close together for those couple of years, you know, when, when he was an intern and it was, uh, you know, we definitely had some good times. So, um, uh, but he's doing well, you know, he's doing well. And, um, you know, he'll, uh, he'll yeah. be good going forward, um, whether he wants to stay with what he's doing now or he wants to, um, you know, look into pursue something different in the future. What a legend. Yeah, he was all, he was like the, like the little brother. I remember the day he came up to me, he's like, he's like, yo, he's like, he's like, yo, come here, come here. I'm like, what's up? I'm like, what's up, dude? I'm like, I'm like what's up, dude? He's like, he's like, yo, serious. Uh, uh, I was like. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'm like, what? I don't understand. What's what's wrong? With, what's wrong with your hands? What's wrong with your hands? And he's like, he's like, nah. He's like, he's like, dude, I, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. I was like, I'm like, wait, you don't know how to make a cup of coffee? I was like, oh my god. I was like, he's like, can you make it? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, you're gonna come with me right now, and I'm gonna show you how to make that's a cup great. of coffee and teach you how to do it, so we don't ever have this conversation ever again. But that's one of my favorite things. Uh, probably one of my favorite conversations I ever had with you, brother. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that, that was, was so awesome. awesome. That was awesome. Hey, also, quick shout out to our yeah. guy, AJ Picard, man. What a guy. And I know, I know we, we oh. I connected you two guys, right? Like, we knew each other first, but yeah. he's a great guy. And I know he's pushing, um, you know, his app. You know, I talk from him time to time. He's pushing his app forward as well, the chat app. So, mm-hmm. quick shout out to him. I know he's probably. He's probably working right now. That guy's a workhorse and um, great guy. So I just want to give a quick shout out to him um, because, you know, yeah, he's, nice he's, he's, um, he's one of the first people that I met. The reason I brought him up is he's one of the first people that I met at USLI when I was an intern. And he kind of just took me under mm-hmm. his wing. Like I knew nobody there. Uh, I knew maybe one or two people. Yeah. My, one of my other buddies worked there um, or two of my friends worked there, but I didn't really see them. I was in a different department. He just took me under his wing and, you know, he just like, we, we were just like friends from day one. He's like, dude, we're going to like play basketball at lunch and I'm going to show you the ropes and how the company works and show you this. So like, you know, since I was there 2014, you know, me and him have, you know, you know, built a friendship and, 
you know, even though he's, you know, living somewhere else right now, you know, we still keep in touch from time to time. So I'm glad you guys connected because you guys are both chasing, you know, um, you know, so something different, but that entrepreneur, you know, yeah. lifestyle. And that's great that, you know, you guys have that to kind of talk about. And, you know, I know you guys build off each other every day. So that that's, that's great that, you know, um, we all, you know, we're able to connect like that. Yeah, dude. That I mean, thank you for that. Talk about the people. Talk about you know, surround yourself with the right people. Yeah, and networking. I know you mentioned that you touched on that earlier. Networking, like he networks all the time. And I think I saw a post that he that he put out. You know, back when we worked at USLI, he was looking for um, I forget or you were looking for something with a website. You can find it here. We're gonna cut it right there. If you don't know, I did interview AJ Picard. So you should definitely go back and listen to the interview with AJ Picard. We find out the that's what I'll do. <laughs> you gotta get more listens. No, 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 not just you. Anyone who's listening to this episode right now should go back and give that episode a listen as well. Help me out a little bit. Uh, yeah, that is. I'm. I'm just saying that was a shameless <laughs> plug. Not for the shameless. That was. Go, you know, go give my go give it a listen. It's a it's a really good interview as well. But I think it's it's interesting that I think. He was one of the he was one of the first people that I had met that like was honestly he was probably the first person I met who was instead entrepreneurial down an entrepreneurial path. Dude, that dude was always trying to do something, you know, where it was it was creating his own thing. Whether it was t shirts and hoodies, whether it was uh, his own app design company, whether it was building an app himself. Like he was really one of the first people that I met that was sort of trying to to go down this. Uh, that entrepreneurial route um so thank you for hooking that up but you're you know that it's the company we keep man the company we keep and i look forward to being able to develop not only our relationship but whatever you know whatever in the future um looking forward absolutely to man i appreciate you having me i appreciate you know the, the, the talk that we had today um i hope a lot of people listen in and yeah. kind of pick something off of it even if it's something small you know um, take something out of it and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, if somebody out there struggling and they're, they're unhappy of where they're at right now, um, I hope they can, they can take a listen and say, Hey, these are, these are two guys that just, you know, we're, we're living the day to day, you know, life of something that they weren't happy with and they made that jump and made that change. So if they can do it and you know, they're happy with it, why can't I? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's an awesome message. And I think, you know, we touched on a lot of key points, right? Remaining one, not being mm -hmm. afraid to make the change, right? Sort of your thought process on how knowing and having the self-awareness to know that you need to make a change, right? And then muscling through that change, right? You know, it's not going to be easy in the beginning to make that transition into anything, but muscle through it. And then another key point that we touched on, I think, was just remaining patient. You know, you being a teacher, you have to remain patient. You cannot lose your patience, because, especially because you're dealing with kids. And especially, not only are you dealing with kids, but you're doing special needs as well. So it requires another another level. Oh, absolutely. Of patience, yeah. Right? So, yeah. you know, trust your gut. Know that you need to make a change. Muscle through that change, knowing at the end of it, it's going to reap the benefits. And then always, man, just remain, just remain patient. Just remain patient. Um, last question. I'm trying to do this with all my guests now um because i want to hear everyone has a different response but i want i 
kind of want to take it all in. How would you define molding your mindset? I would define molding the mindset or molding your mindset by how I, I would say, how do you want to live your day to day? How do you want to live? Do you want to just kind of coast through and um, just be another guy or another girl? Do you just want to coast and kind of just live that type of lifestyle? And, and some people are okay with that. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. But molding your mindset is kind of flipping the switch and, and kind of digging deeper than just doing what everybody else does. Molding the mindset is I want to I want to be different from everybody else. I want to think outside the box. I want to make a change. I want to make a difference. I want to I want to be somebody. I just don't want to be, you know. I I want to be somebody different, you know, and I want yeah. to make an impact. Whether it's whatever it is that you do, it doesn't have to be anything specific. You don't have to give back every single day. You don't have to be a teacher. You don't have to be an entrepreneur, but are you doing something where you feel like you are fulfilled and you love what you do? And that's the hardest thing. I feel like when you're molding your mindset and you're digging deep, people are content with just going through the, the, their day to day and being unhappy. But what we're trying to do is flip the switch and say, hey, you can think outside the box. There's a million different things you can do. There's a million different things that you can do outside, even if you're going through a day-to-day -day work, you know, you're trying to make money. I understand that. But there's things you can do. There's so many hours in the day where you can chase after something that you really love. And, and, some day, and one day you can turn that into something maybe that you do full-time, you know, and really, you know, run with that. So that's, that's what I would say molding the mindset is for me. There's a million different ways to make money and make a living, right? But mm -hmm. are you willing to sacrifice, you know, are you willing to sacrifice money and time and going out with your friends and partying to chase something that you really love? That's, that's the biggest thing. It's tough for people our age, you know, young kids, and it's tough, tough for people that are middle-aged that, you know, have families. But I would say you just have to have a willingness to, to think outside the box and be somebody, be your own person. And, and chase and mm -hmm. never stop chasing because the people that are willing to chase right. are the people that are going to, you know, end up in a good situation. But that is a perfect way to end it. Thank you for doing this. That was one of the top conversations that I've had in the past. It, it's been, it's been a while, man. That was one of the better conversations that I've had. Um, and I appreciate you doing it. Yeah, man. Thing. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, shout out to you for, for uh, making that huge move, man, out to Cali. And I know you're grinding every day. Um, you're inspiring a lot of people with this podcast. You're inspiring everybody with, you know, what you do day to day and pushing, you know, your app and, and moving forward in that, you know, entrepreneurial life. So keep, keep working, man. Um, and uh, I love you, brother, man. Keep, keep getting after it. And, um, you know, we'll always be in touch, you know, if you ever need anything, um, you know, I'm yeah. always here at the end of the day, you know, to, uh, to talk about whatever. My brother, I love you as well. Everyone listening. I love you guys as well. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for the support. And even though he just mentioned inspiring people, I just try to do, if I can get one person 
to listen and go, ah, I get it, then I feel fulfilled. So thank you all for the support. I will talk to you guys in the next one. Vince, I will talk to you very soon. We're out.